Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, the safe space created for Black women by Black women to strip away the taboo of talking about mental health. You'll hear from mental health professionals and advocates as well as Black women sharing their experiences as we break down the complexities, explore ways to heal, and support each other. My name is Ashley, I'm your host. Whether you're a seasoned regular or this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. Um, it's me, Ashley. Welcome back. I miss y'all. I can't wait to start uh, dropping episodes weekly again. Uh, I know we've been doing bi-weekly for a little bit, but um, we are getting back to weekly. And today I have a very special guest. I know every time I intro an episode, I say we have a very special guest, but um, me and this guest go way, way back, literally way back. <laughs> Like an old man's hairline. What did Lil Wayne say? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, but today we have Ernie Williams. I'm going to call her E because that's how I met her. Yeah, I've been calling her E since I was like 18 years old. So <laughs> Yes. But Ernie and I used to hoop together back in, t- back in the day at Texas. Um, yeah, we played we played ball together. Uh, she's awesome. We've been trying to get... I've been trying to get E on the show since it started, really. Uh, <laughs> I've been to Austin a few times. I'm like, Ernie, when are you going to get on the mic? I've been on her podcast um, a while back. So I'm I'm glad that you're here today. I'm glad that we've linked up. Um, so E is a, is, she's a coach. She's a techie. Um, she's a content creator as well. But I'm going to let her tell you guys a little bit about herself. But thank you so much for, for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know you're trying to get me on the podcast, and I'm happy to be here. We actually got to run ours back so you can be on the podcast again. So we'll do that. We're going to do that soon. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Ernie Williams. Ernie C. Williams. Go by Coach E. Or E, if you know me from the back in the day. Um, like Ash said, uh, I'm a coach, techie, and content creator. So what I coach right now is um, the flight assessment. So it's a personality kind of behavioral questionnaire that I use for individuals like sports team coaches, anybody that's a leader in their organization or, um, uh, you know, their company. And I use that to help people kind of understand their superpowers within their personality. Right. So um, and this goes so many different ways, extroversion, introversion, if somebody is very methodical, they're great routines, or they're very data data and process driven, or they're the person that's on the team that they make the decisions, right? They're really quick at making decisions and moving things forward, solving problems. Or the person that is um, more uh, flu- influential and um, extroverted and can corral people together and, and very optimistic, right? So it's very important to know where, I, I, I say, how you are, not who you are, because we change, but how you tend to operate in, in life and like how you go about being successful, right? And getting tasks done. Um, ooh, so I individually, like oh yeah, it's it, individually, it, it's, uh, it's really good for a person to know, but on the bigger spectrum for teams, right? We're talking about how do I, as a leader, right? How do I talk to certain team members? If a company's struggling with, retaining uh, retention right 
and there's this indoor outdoor like um of employees coming in and out like what's the issue how do we keep these people here and how do we train them so stuff like that um okay keeping the team conflict resolution girl like yeah you know how it is i like that <laughs> that's work. that's cool it's fun it's yeah. super fun it's so, always interesting, like personality mm-hmm. tests and like things like that are always super interesting because I feel like you learn a lot about yourself when you see your own results, like probably some yes. stuff that you didn't quite realize. Um, yeah. But that's awesome. I I love that you are just like making a transition into like trying new things and trying like, like I feel like as former pro basketball players, it can be really mm-hmm. hard to like start to make that transition into figuring out like, what else do I like? What else can I love to do? And I feel like you're what? very fearless. Every time I talk to you, like I'm trying this, I'm doing this, <laughs> like I'm doing yeah. a certification. So very ambitious. Yeah. Um, yes. I love, we are going to hop right into fast and curious. I want to, uh, for anybody that has not listened to the podcast before, this is our little, um, our section where I just ask our guests a bunch of random stuff. I want to get to know you. I've, I obviously, I want the, the people to get to know you because I know you, E. Um, but maybe yeah, I'm learn something up, new. <laughs> you so, might, girl. I might. You know, things, you know. things change in retirement. This is true. <laughs> a lot of things change. Um, okay, so, E, you got three minutes. I'm going to ask you some random questions. You ready? Okay, let's go. I got it. Are you a I morning... Think- <laughs> Are you a morning person or a night person? A night owl? Morning. Morning. Okay. What is your... Are you a cat person or a dog person? I got two cats. Yeah, I yep. know. Cat I knew that. I just want another cat person on the podcast because nobody says cats. <laughs> yeah, cat gang. What? Cat, cat gang. Gang cat gang. gang. <laughs> gang. <laughs> um, okay. Popcorn or M&M's or both? M&M's. Oh, wait. Peanut M&M's? Peanut, peanut butter M&M's. Ooh, peanut butter. I got to go with the peanut butter M&M's. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> what is the most interesting country you've ever visited or lived in? Uh, interesting? I really liked Sweden. Okay. Because it was just, it was a good time. You know, when you play overseas, it's, it can be crazy. Yes. So yes. Sweden was great, but interesting, different, Romania. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel that. I think you were in Romania when I was in Bulgaria. Mm, probably. I think it was like yep. around the same time. Um, okay. If you could be any season, fall, spring, summer, winter, which one would you be? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think winter. Okay. And I'm going to say winter. Now, now, y'all, when I say winter, I, I live in Texas now. Yeah. So she's saying I'm not from spring, Chicago. <laughs> I'm saying like a little sunshine. I like to layer up though. Like I like I feel like I dress the best when it's our winter. Oh, I'm not yeah. talking about I'm not talking about Chicago blizzard yeah. and snows up to here. Yeah, That's no. not the winter I'm talking about. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> and speaking of dress, uh, E can dress. Like E has been a little fashionista ever since the day I met her. She always matching <laughs> top to bottom. Like I appreciate it. You. you know, freshest fits. Um, speaking of fashion, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be and why? Ooh, fashion trend? Mm-hmm. I'm, okay, so here's, I'm weird. I love, I watch like a lot of, um, I don't know, I think, is it Renaissance or period pieces? Yeah, yeah. Like way back to like Victorian style. 
Yeah. I don't know why I want to wear all them layers because I, I, I dress more on the masculine side, so I have like the top hat and all that yeah. and the cane. Yeah. I don't know. Not I'm, the cane. I'm bringing that back. The cane, the cane. The cane. With the ruffles, like the little. The, yes. The prince ruffles. Absolutely. Okay. A little long shirt, but all the little whatever's yeah. in the middle. Okay. I'm bringing it back. All right. <laughs> There, there's your Halloween costume for this year. You know, it really is. It really is. <laughs> if you could be any animal in the world, what would you be? Mm. These are good. Thank you. <laughs> These are good. I want to say, I want to say, right now I'm feeling, I'm feeling eagerly. I want to, I want to be top. I want to be top, like in okay. in the air, so I can see everything that's going on. Okay. Okay. So you know, I, the I, air. I'm like soaring through the air. I like a lot of in, uh, data. I like. Mm-hmm. I need to like. I'm a strategic. Stra- uh, what is it? Strategic strategy. Strategy. Yeah, help me out, dang it. I, I did. You, I, I did go. Strategic. I did we go to UT. We, we did. I did graduate. I did okay. graduate though. It's okay. We're <laughs> strategic person. <laughs> I need. I need to see where all the pieces are. What y'all doing over here? You know. Mm. I, I need a plan. That's how I, I feel. So I'm gonna be up in the air with an eagle. Okay, I have another question for you. What okay. what is your personality based on the flight assessment? Oh, good. So the flight assessment, I am a grounds crew member and I am a flight um, air traffic controller. And so, Ooh. yeah, so really quick, if I can. Oh, I can explain it, explain it later. I'm going to be doing our questions. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that for sure. Okay, cool. I, I yeah. have more questions about that. Cool, um, let's do it. If you could create a reality TV show, what would be like the basis of it? Would you be in it? Would you be directing in it? Like what would be the the goal and oh. like what type of people would you have on the show? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Ooh, I needed an answer to come up with this one. I have too much stuff going on in my mind. What are we what are we doing? First uh, first thing that comes to mind. Reality show? <clears throat> yeah, you got six episodes. Reality TV, it could be like competition based. It could be like a skill base where you're just like show. It could be like a documentary reality type thing. <clears throat> mm, I will probably do some type of thing where you follow around entrepreneurs. Oh, I like content that. creators, entrepreneurs, and you follow them around like on their day to day conversations, them setting up the podcast, like okay. everything you have to do to get yeah. ready for today. We seeing all that. We seeing okay. you drop. Drop the mic, drop stuff. Yeah. Coffins. <laughs> oh, I like that. Nobody's doing that. Okay, Netflix. Come on now. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> her, her her information is in the description. Come on now. No. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you could write a book about your life, what would you name it? Um, I would name it Orange Halo. I think I've I've Ooh. thought about that before. Okay. Orange Halo. Uh, the orange, it's fuzzy, right? For me, it's like an orange halo. You can't really see it, but you know it's a halo. Mm-hmm. But the the ring is a basketball ring. That's what you're seeing, right? Oh, kind of off in the difference. Yeah. The orange halo. And I think about that, like, basketball just kind of started my life, right? Um, my mom moved to, to Oklahoma to follow and be with the AAU team. That was really good. And, you know, yeah. getting a lot of uh, playing coast to coast getting opportunities to be highly recruited, all that stuff, and then getting to go pro and then just having the success. Like basketball was that success um, started for my life. And I think that's what I'll name it, Orange Halo. I like that. Write that down. If y'all steal it, 
I know. I'm coming. We coming for you. Yes. We are coming. I will find you. <laughs> okay, e, obviously we know. I don't know if you heard. The aliens are here. They're they're here mm. to stay. They've been flying mm -hmm. around. Um, the, I saw them. I saw them. The, yeah, the people said that the government, you know, they said they're here and they just haven't really given much else to work with. But if you run into an alien on the street, right, mm -hmm. and they ask you, hey, we will give you a free round trip to go live wherever we just came from for a year and come back. Mm -hmm. Are you going to take it? I ain't going because I don't know y'all like that. <laughs> okay. I know y'all was out here. I know y'all was out here. What if, the alien, like what if the okay. alien is fine, though? What If, if everything like... cool. <laughs> like, if she's got you no know, conversation. Listen, listen, you know I'm skeptical. I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Okay, last one, last one. Um, <laughs> if you could choose your favorite thing to eat or your favorite place to eat, and you can set the ambiance, you can invite four people to dinner. They could be dead or alive or fictional, who you're mm -hmm. inviting. Mm. And you get to share your favorite meal with them. Definitely inviting mom. I want, yeah. I want that dinner with mom mm -hmm. again. Um, Oh, who would I invite? Or fictional? Or fictional, yeah. So I have this show, this show, The Underworld. I love The Underworld. The Vampires okay. and Vikings. I don't know if you heard of it. I haven't watched that, but I like vampires. Why haven't I watched this before? I'm inviting, I don't know, that's crazy. No, I'm inviting, <laughs> uh, Celine is like the uh, head lichen killer or okay. whatever. Okay. She's a head vampire. Okay. And so that's from a movie. Uh, okay. I don't know. Maybe somebody from. Yeah, you know, maybe some like somebody from Harry Potter. I okay, don't know. somebody from Harry Potter. Um, are we thinking like uh, what's his name? You want to? Oh, what's what's the guy's name? Dang, I used to love Harry Potter, and I can't even remember. One uh, of his friends. No, the the mean guy, Doctor. Oh, the guy, the the name that you can't say. No, not him. Not not he who should not be named. Not Voldemort. The other Snape. No, no. Professor Snape. Snape. Professor Snape. Uh uh. You gotta go. No, I want to find no. out why he's so mad. Why? Yeah. He needs his own like show so we can see more about him. <laughs> he probably was this real nice kid and then turned into this crazy yeah. person. It's probably trauma. It's probably childhood trauma. It's all trauma. Um. Okay. Two people. You got two more. First people that come to mind. Um, anybody, somebody from your past, somebody from your present, you coming and okay, boom. thank you. Oh my gosh. You're the first person that ever invited me to the table. Come thank on. You. Come on. Okay. Like, that's a, that's a good table. That's a really good table. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm We're not going to say that. Good conversations. Yes. We're going to have a good time. Okay. Thank you for playing fast and curious with me. That was fun. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, we're going to hop into our next section, which is uh, Mind Games. So Mind Games is basically where I give y'all some trivia around uh, mental health. And mm -hmm. I give you a little hint, um, give you a couple seconds to think about what it is. And then I'll tell you the answer and give you a little bit of information about it. Now, E, you can guess. No pressure on getting it right. You ready? Yep. 
All right, so today, today we are talking about a mental health disorder. Now, this mm-hmm. particular disorder, uh, it can be a long-term challenge. Um, typically, with this disorder, it will improve with psychotherapy or medications, but here are some symptoms of this particular disorder. And I'll give you a hint. It's got three words within the name. The symptoms for this disorder could include persistent worrying or anxiety about a number of areas that are out of proportion to the impact of events. Uh, It could include difficulty handling uncertainty, indecisiveness and fear of making the wrong decision, inability to set aside or let go of worry, inability to relax, feeling restless or feeling keyed up or on edge, difficulty concentrating or the feeling that your mind goes blank. And some physical symptoms include trouble sleeping, fatigue, muscle tension, muscle aches, trembling, feeling twitchy, sweating, nausea, diarrhea, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, irritability, nervousness, and I think I said fatigue. Mm-hmm. So any um, any guesses as to what this particular disorder could be? Well, you know my goofy stuff. It sounds like playing UConn. In the day. <laughs> it, it is. It was. It's yes. NCAA tournament yes, for the first time. playing UConn. That is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. That's I don't. Exactly instead, it instead it's three, three words. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot of disorder names, but um, I'm interested to know what it what it is. Okay. Well, for those of you that are listening, I'll give you a couple more seconds and I'll give you a hint. Part of this mm. name of this disorder is in the title of the podcast. But while you are thinking, this is just a quick reminder to make mm. sure you're following Black Girls Have Anxiety too on all the things. So that's TikTok, Instagram, and Threads. Um, you got to type the whole thing out. And that's Black Girls Have Anxiety too with two O's at the end. So make sure you all are following on all the things. Um, if you don't want to type it all out, just scroll down, click the link in the description and make sure you give us a follow. All right. <clears throat> Now, the name of this disorder is called Generalized Anxiety Disorder. Generalized Anxiety. Generalized Anxiety Disorder. So it basically describes the type of anxiety that starts to disrupt your life, not the normal anxiety. So, E, when it comes to that that UConn game, oof, um, that was normal anxiety that you would get. That was normal. That was normal. It was a high level of normal anxiety. It was high. Um, Okay. But generalized anxiety disorder is when the anxiety is so uh, persistent or consistent in your life that it starts Mm -hmm. to disrupt other things. But also the anxiety that you're having doesn't warrant the amount of doesn't warrant the uh, the actions that are taking place. So obviously that game against UConn, 100 percent anxiety is warranted, (laughs) was warranted back then. Um, Mm -hmm. So like healthy things to to maybe have some anxiety about our school events maybe you're like presenting a paper sporting events uh, maybe a family member is like having uh like maybe they're traveling or something and you have a little bit of anxiety about that but if your anxiety starts to trickle into like doing things that aren't necessarily going to endanger you or endanger somebody else or mm-hmm. um they're just part of your normal day so, for example, sometimes I just wake up with anxiety, but there's no threat. There's no outer threat happening. Yeah. Um, that's kind of when you start to cross the line into generalized anxiety disorder when the anxiety just is, isn't warranted by whatever actions that are happening. So, 
I'll drop okay, that makes the sense. link. Yeah, I'll drop the link in the description if y'all want to nerd out on some more articles about uh, anxiety disorder. That'll be there for you. Thanks for playing mind games with me. E. Ooh, do you have anxiety? No do you experience anxiety? I do. <clears throat> I do. Um, I feel like... And you know what? Like, looking back at basketball like playing in college and then overseas I had definite like anxiety kind of like the whole time and certain things would happen like I don't know coming out to my mom or tearing ACL right different things happen and there was a level of uh, raised anxiety mm-hmm. and I think what what's tricky when you're young is understanding how to talk and tell people and be okay with like oh this is what's going on um, mm-hmm. for yourself to know, okay, um, it's normal anxiety. It doesn't feel good. I'm worried about this and that and other, but like trying not to stay in that heightened anxious state, you know, yeah. over when I, when I was it's... playing overseas, I had a lot of, um, uh, uh, injuries and I remember because I didn't, I hated having to ask the coach for off on like Wednesdays or something if my knee was about yeah. to fall off which is like, yeah. okay, girl, sit down. <laughs> but yeah. I had a lot of, every game, every practice, it was, um, it's not going to practice. It was like, I pray that I don't get hurt. Like, mm. praying that you don't, don't get hurt, worrying about that. Each game, trying to make it to the next week, like, there's just constant anxiety about it instead of just being an athlete and, like, going to enjoy weights, going to yeah. enjoy practice. We're about to hoop today. Yeah. No, but I had to like I always had this cloud on me, and I think Spain was one of the worst years for that. Mm. Um, and like a, about a year and a half later, I took some time off and just yeah. kind of worked on my body. But yeah, yeah. man, like, whew. oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot. It's that's it is injuries and um, playing is. I think it's a level of anxiety like a lot of people don't understand because your body is really is is what's helping you get a paycheck. And so at the end of the day, I think once you move out of the college experience and you move to pro, it's a whole different type of stress of like, please, let me just be able to play a couple more weeks. Or let me <laughs> let me get please. through half the game. <laughs> let me just Man. get to the points I need to score and then like take me out now. Yes. Like, yeah. It is. Oh, it's stressful. But I want to talk about like obviously um E, I know you've been retired for a little bit. How has your mental health changed, like, since you've been retired? Since I've been retired, um, I will say this, like, I still have anxieties. They have become about different things, maybe, different situations. Um, But I have an understanding of what it is, and I have uh, more resources now than I maybe thought I, I didn't have when I was playing overseas. Um, therapy, oh my God, therapy. My mom passed two years ago mm-hmm. and I started, so like I would say when she passed, July 2021. And then I started and I found uh, my therapist in October and I've been with her ever since. And it's really, really helped me. Really, really, really helped me. Um, how has so like, therapy helped you? Cause I feel like for a lot of people, it's scary to try to find a therapist, especially like if you didn't grow up with people saying, I'm going to therapy right now, or 
Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we had access to therapists in college. I don't know if you use them, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, I think I went once and that was it. Um, yeah. I just went to go get some Ambien medication. That's really all I, the reason why I went. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's, that's why I went. But yeah, how has therapy helped you? Um, and like, how was that first session? Was it scary? Was it like intimidating? Mm-hmm. Or was it like a immediate connection with that person? Um, it was all of that. <laughs> so it was very scary. I wasn't a very vulnerable person before mom passed. Like I didn't mm-hmm. really talk about deep stuff. And so that was um, new, but also like, I'm totally numb. I'm totally shut, shut down, had family issues. Like I lost my mother and my best friend. And then also, you know, when things happen like that, family issues arise with other family mm-hmm. members. So I had that too, dealing with that. But um, it was really hard for me to be, honest not not because i felt that i didn't trust her but just in general to say how you really are feeling it was just the craziest thing i just couldn't formulate the word Mm -hmm. um but i i know i wanted to talk to somebody and i had i had done um therapy in college Mm -hmm. my freshman year i think before you had gotten i did my freshman year Mm because i came out to my mom and then i tore my acl yeah and I have relationship issues, okay? It's everywhere. Yeah. As a, how, how was as it a coming fr- out to your mom? As a I don't freshman. think I've ever asked you that. Like, how was it coming out to your mom? Girl. That was definitely before so we- I got to college. He is a little yeah. older than me. I'm the young buck, you know. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was scary. It was scary. Um, she didn't really take it well mm-hmm. throughout my whole, whole actual college career. She didn't really take it well. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, I don't think again. She, I don't think you shared that with any of us. I probably didn't. I bet, yeah. I didn't because she did. She did come and support. She was at the games uh, towards most of my career, right? At, yeah. As college uh, in college, but freshman year I didn't really play, so she didn't come to a lot. Mm-hmm. But like that was a year she, I don't know. I don't know why, but she just was not having it. Um, mm. And so <laughs> I remember the one day. So freshman year. I was dating um, one of the volleyball players at one time. She was older than me, but I was literally in the in San Jacinto, in uh, in the hallway talking on the phone, and then Ashley Lindsay mm-hmm. was walking past, and I had conversation with my mom, and I just was was tired of like not being able to tell her, so I kind of broke down in the hallway and just told mm-hmm. her. Um, Ashley was passing on the way on the way, but and I started crying, but what I said was like. I don't know, like, mom, I like, I like girls, or I like women. And then what she said was, no, you don't. Oh, And, wow. yeah. After that, I don't know what, how else our conversation went. I probably just cried and hung up. But I just, I, I do vividly remember that something, being able, it was hard to even tell her that. And I know she didn't, she felt the type of way. But it was hurting me, too, because, like, she's my only parent and... Mm-hmm kind of like best friends me and my mom were tight yeah you know we're very tight and I just wanted to be heard and accepted and just still love and not think that I'm off on this deep end because I went to college and I'm changing and it's somebody else like Mm -hmm. no I've been pretty gay for a while (laughs) 
been, been extra gay for a long time. I, I've been real extra. Uh, I just never said that because I was, because you know, it's something that it, it's also like, you know, when you're living in the house, it, it, I felt that, uh, maybe I should just wait till I go to college. Right. See, I don't think a lot of people talk about that piece, which is like, I have always felt this way, but I, I did wait until I was out of the house. Cause I feel like sometimes people discount somebody's experience or somebody's like sexuality when they, when they go to college or like, Oh, you started traveling like with the basketball team and now you're gay. It's like, I feel like yeah. there's, it's like, Oh, now it's a phase that just started in college. But I think that that's, that's mm-hmm. interesting that you say that. Yeah. I knew before obviously, but then I waited or whether it was consciously or subconsciously until I was like out of that space all the time. That's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. had some distance between us. You got some independence now. Um, yeah. But I think it's important for people to hear that. Like, no, this has always been this way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I just don't, I just had that feeling. I don't know. I wasn't ready. Like I just wasn't ready to stay in high school. Yeah. Um, and I don't, think, I don't even think I had, I've talked to friends in high school about liking women. And, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't date. I didn't even date too. Yeah. So I'm still growing and learning myself. And so when I go to college, I remember uh, in freshman year, back when Facebook had just came out, I got my yeah. little account. And you had to be in college <laughs> to have that. Do you remember that? You had to be yes. in college to have a Facebook account? Woo. Yep, I sure do. I sure Aging do. ourselves right now. <laughs> okay. All you little babies out here, stop laughing. I know. All uh, the babies on TikTok <laughs> never even had a Facebook account. <laughs> right. They're like, what is Facebook? Oh. What are they now, Meta? Everybody's I, I don't know. Different. Meta. Oh. <laughs> X Games, Twitter, whatever it is. X Games. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had like messaged some of my close friends from, from high school. And I told them that. I'm like, hey, I came out to them. And they were like, girl, we don't care. We already knew. Like, I ain't told What? <laughs> but yeah. it, it makes it makes sense. Like, it just yeah. makes sense. Those are my homies. They they already knew. It wasn't something that had to be really spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was kind of confused. I was like, I've never dated. i never dated. But it's like, come on. Yeah. Come on, E. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting because, like, obviously, I came in a couple years after you'd been in college. And, um... I always looked at you as like somebody who was just like very confident and out and proud and like he would be coming into the locker room with rainbows and like, you know, I also feel like you were somebody that the other girls on our team that were gay or kind of like trying to figure themselves out kind of looked up to in a way because you were so Mm -hmm. confident and out. So I didn't know um, that that wasn't something that your mom would embrace. Because I, again, from my perspective, your mom was always at the games and like, super supportive and like talking to you and talking to other people after the games. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, is that something that got better like after college or Mm -hmm. how did that evolve? Yeah, it it definitely got better. It got better through, through college, like slightly. Right. Um, It was just something that we didn't talk about. Like we had our, our, our type of relationship, but it was never talked about. It was kind of always known for me, like, I don't know. I didn't trust. I didn't trust in, in talking about it mm. after my freshman and sophomore years. But yeah. so definitely got better after college, um, being away, playing overseas. Um, you know, and she's she's even met met some girlfriends of mine. Um, they came to visit, and so it, it did get better because like 
she kind of I think she knew like this is not a phase this is not something I'm trying out it's just just me it's not gonna change yeah yeah (laughs) you know um Mm -hmm. and also it, it did take a toll on our relationship because I started not to just be comfortable in sharing stuff that you would share you know with with your mom so if you're a young lady and typically you're dating if you're dating guys you're, you'll talk about it whatever with your your mom right or even yeah. your, your dad normal conversation but like we didn't have those kind of conversations and also like she like even going to the gynecologist i would just go mm. right and it's like you you should feel comfortable talking to your your mom at least like on stuff like that, like women's stuff. Yeah. And I, I remember this, there's one day that I was just very, being very vague because I was going to the doctor. It was just a checkup. Nothing's wrong yeah. with me. But my mom was on the couch and she just, she kind of just started, she broke down and started crying. And um, because she, she just apologized. She really? Apologized. She did. Yeah, she just apologized for... I can't remember exactly what she said, but just, you know, how she reacted and stuff like that and not accepting me or not let, making me feel accepted or loved. And my mom will never cry. And I was like, dang, mama crying. Oh, and then you start crying. I know you was crying. Cry, I cried. <laughs> and, you know, it That's was awesome, though. I mean, that it was to good. Be, like that give you that, a little that bit was of a real turning of, point. Yeah. Give you a little mm-hmm. sense of like, OK, she she understands now, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, started to started to be more open to uh, meeting girlfriends that, you know, like, especially in retirement, because yeah. I did live with her. I did mm-hmm. live with her in retirement. And I'm actually, like, I was like, oh, I'm trying to get out of the house, trying to have my own place. But you know what? You know, she passed in 2021. And I'm like, thank you, God, for m- allowing me mm. to, to have to stay with my mom. Because mm-hmm. if I was able to afford it, I'd probably be in another city, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and move from Austin. But, like, I really, really look back and I cherish those, um, I don't know, five to six years that I stayed with her after retirement. Mm. Um, because I wouldn't have got that time. Yeah. Especially through COVID. Yes, You know, through yes. COVID. We had, we had some good times, man. We would move the couch, move the, move, yeah. get a little dance floor in the living room, and... Um, Start dancing, making our own dances to uh, Usher's song with LMA that had new had just come out. Like yeah, yeah. you know. I think it's it's a, but, it's interesting how blessings kind of like fall into our lives. Mm. And it's, it's we don't necessarily recognize it in the moment or even that year, but like after time, you realize like wow, that was kind of like gifted time with her that yeah. had like things had been differently or gone the way that I really wanted them to go during that time. Man. You know, yep. so it's, yeah, I think the universe, God works in mysterious ways, you know? It's so crazy. So crazy. So I know that you are, you obviously still coaching. Um, all the young kids probably know you as, as Coach E out there in Austin and in Texas, but I know you're getting into a new career. Um, and I feel like as, as, as black women in general, it's, I mean, navigating corporate world specifically is a whole... Ooh, it's a whole exercise in and of itself. It is. But it you is. are moving into the tech world. And so where STEM or like, for those out there that don't know what STEM stands for, is that science, tech, ooh, what does the E stand for? 
Is it engineering? Engineering you know, I, I, and I, mathematics, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is basically a sub as a section or a group of like science based careers, tech based careers that, um, mm-hmm. and we just we're just not in a lot of them. So y'all might remember Tay. Um, I believe her episode is called Tay's Story. I had Tay on a, a, a few months ago. And she talked about being a software engineer in tech and how that's been mm-hmm. navigating that world for her. So I know this is something yeah. that you're working on getting into. I want to talk about what part of tech that you're getting into, and do you have any do you have any anxieties around that? So what I'm what I've been studying is cybersecurity in cloud. So right now I'm studying for an AWS. Uh, I think it's kind of called a cloud architect cloud solutions architect mm-hmm. um, and then Azure as well uh, would, would kind of be the same thing. So being certified in those two main platforms that are used in cloud, I think will really give me a, a leg up um, on, on the competition and of entry level, right? So I'm not coming in with any type of um, experience. But hold on, but you have a level, degree. You do have a computer. I do, I do. So hold, we there you go. Throw that in there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Match me up. <laughs> Can't just bypass that. Okay, um, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. So you, not that you don't have any experience, you may not have, you know, the experience that you want, but you definitely have the background. Um, Yes. So how does that feel like now that you are doing these trainings and really focusing on this, how are you feeling about entering to tech where there's really not a lot of us in that space? You know, it's, how do I feel? Here's a backstory on me. Like, I feel like I've been in tech my whole life. Not not tech, but the, the atmosphere of being the only black person, being the only black woman. Mm. Growing up in Kansas, Hayes, Kansas, there was not a lot of black kids uh, that looked like me until mm-hmm. I moved to Oklahoma. There was more, right? And then Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, going to a predominantly, predominantly white school, which you think, like, I don't know if you knew, I was like, I want to go to Texas because, of course, they're great school. But I thought, like, it was going to be, like, a lot more black people. But black people were, it was just the athletes. I didn't know that either because when I came on my visit, I was like, oh, it's lit. Like, we out here. It's lit. I got here and they were like, there's only 800 black people in a sea of 30,000 people. 800 black people. I said, what? Not not (laughs) 0.05%. Where are we? Listen, that can't be right. (laughs) It's not... (laughs) It's not like, what I said. This is not what y'all told me on my visit because I saw all of us. Girl, and now there's I, three of us. <laughs> yeah. So, so true. So I feel like I've been, it's it's a familiar uncomfortableness, I would say. Ooh. I don't, I'm tired. Like I am very tired of being in spaces that are not diverse, one, with all types of different people, different backgrounds. And also at the same time, uh, not having enough women, right? And then not having enough black people in general. Yeah. Um, so here's here's a quick little story. Like this year, I, I did get an IT a help desk role, right? First one. And the company was on site and it was small, very small, mm-hmm. cool company. Um, like 30 people, right? Mm-hmm. So I... I took the job, but I went into office and I was the only female that was on the tech team. 
there was another female that worked in the office and she was more of a um, office uh, assistant and ran things from, from front desk, right? Mm-hmm. Just doing a lot of admin stuff. So it was me, she was a Caucasian woman, mm-hmm. and, and then me, black woman, and then everybody else is, is uh, our, our men. Mm-hmm. And so there was also probably four, maybe five other black men out of a group of 30, 35 people. Mm-hmm. And so... I didn't like the role and the organization as far as just structure and training. But aside from that, it's like, I, I, I'm not looking forward to being on teams that are not diverse. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have lasted long at that company anyway mm-hmm. um, because of the just non-diversity. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm the only woman. Yeah. It's... So I want to yeah. grow. I can't grow in that atmosphere. And I've been in that atmosphere, you know, being a lot of times the token black person or mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. at schools you know when it's just it's very small you don't really see a lot of uh people black people that look like you in different mm-hmm. things um but we out here black people is in tech yes afro tech afro tech is coming back to austin yes afro tech see I'll, so here's the thing afro tech if you're like entry level or trying to get into tech afro tech will make you think black people is out here in tech and we are but it's, it's like spread apart we spread yeah. baby yeah yeah for sure i i feel like i want to go to afrotech i don't know where i fit in, you in just go. i think yeah. i might go i know it was in miami last last year um okay we're gonna plan that we're gonna talk about that later uh, i want to mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to that but i think it's in um, austin this this year so come on down okay yes I'm gonna november okay i might, might be able to add another trip to the year but i want to um i think it's it's like a, it's a weird, it's an interesting space to be in. Like I said, it's an interesting, interesting place to be in career wise to want to pursue this particular career. And, and for you, I feel like not necessarily, I guess it's somewhat niche within like the wider tech world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's really hard to be the first or the only one there, but it's also really important for us to be mm-hmm. the first or the only one there. Mm-hmm. that way the next person can come in and then the next yeah. person com- can come in. But I think part of that has to do with like having the right leadership in place and having leaders that genuinely care versus like we care. And I have like air quotes. We yeah. care about diversity because look, we have yeah. three people. And it's like, that's not all diversity is. Um, <laughs> we could go down that, down the DEI mm-hmm. rabbit hole, but we won't. But um I guess for you, what what three things are you looking for in the company that you want to eventually work for? And we don't have to have a name of the company, but when it comes to like culture wise, I know you said diversity, but I want to break it down a little bit more as far as like what type of people or personalities or mm-hmm. values do you want them to have? Mm, that's a good question. Um. <clears throat> I want I want leadership that is about other people. They want others to win, um, and that may that that's just comes different ways. I feel like when I look at think about leaders and people that I would like to work for in tech world, I think back to the best basketball coaches that I had. Mm-hmm. Very very knowledgeable, um, appreciative, right? Tell you like when you're doing some great work. And then having the understanding to tell you how to tell you, like, hey, 
I think we can make this be this better or hey are there anything is there any training that you need to understand this better like figuring mm. that out proactive and it's like proactive pro, pro very yeah. proactive and just really good at having their teams back if that makes sense I don't know how to get deep into it but like leaders that they know how to lead and it's not about them looking good but it's about mm. us looking good because yeah. if we look good, if we feel good, we're going to perform good. And, of course, the leader of the group is going to yeah. benefit, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, also, training. I feel like the ball is dropped on understanding how to train people. And, again, for, you have okay. to understand. Shake the table, E. Shake the table. Shake Tell it up. To get the, Shake it. Get it together because, ooh. Get it together. So thank you. It's it's the hiring. There's so many so many jobs open, but when you look at the jobs, like they're like, hey, this is entry level, but I need you to have three years to five years of experience. Mm -hmm. So how about you just really get better at understanding somebody's as much as you can, right? Somebody's uh, ability to learn what have they already done, their portfolio, yeah. and now what type of person are they? Do they how do they learn? So I know how to best train this person so we don't lose them yeah if you worry about investment. losing money yeah mm -hmm. if you're worried about the investment and the time that it takes to hire people yeah okay so so really have a real structure about helping them get feel very successful and then i think on the, on top of that is like i want to know growth when i get on a basketball team yep. i, I want to know that you have the intention of taking me from a to point yeah. b as a mm -hmm. player and I know I'm gonna give you everything you need, but yeah. I want to know like, oh, this, what's your plan? This coach, what's your plan for? Yeah, for us? this coach yeah. knows what to do. They said they're gonna do this, but it's on me. Like, of course, I gotta show up. Is that? If that hopefully that makes sense. Like, no, that, I want to know. That definitely makes sense. Definitely hey, in the next twelve, sense. in the next twelve months, you could be looking to do this if you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Run the, write the play up. Write the play up, and I and I'll run it. I think that's yeah. what. Um, that is what. I think college athletes, professional athletes, if you grew up playing sports and you're one of those people that really committed and ambitious when it came to your sport, um, had a lot of dedication. I feel like there's so many great traits that come with being an athlete um, mm -hmm. that I think people just discount when they see, oh, you've played so many years, but you have less work experience. And I think sometimes yeah. it's looked at as you have less work experience and not uh, on the flip side or like the cup is half full side of this person is extremely dedicated. They're self-motivated. They can mm -hmm. manage their time. Well, they can, they're great leaders. They can mm -hmm. work, you know, they agilely within a team. They can go from yeah. one team to the next and, and morph based on those personalities and still contributes. I feel like there's so many untapped, uh, skills that people forget about when they see, yeah. Oh, this person's an athlete. Actually, um, that's one thing. Interestingly enough, um, I don't tell people that I work with, um, particularly like clients that I work with, I don't share that I'm an athlete mm -hmm. for a while because okay. there's so many stereotypes that come with you're an athlete and you're a basketball player. So it's not like I'm a gymnast and like there are certain... Mm stereotypes that I feel like are, especially a, I'm a black basketball player. So there are some stereotypes that come with that. And those yeah. don't typically have to do with intelligence. 
um, mm. if you know what I mean. So it's something that I share later after I've proven myself because I found that certain certain interactions, um, people start to treat me differently if they know that I'm really? a basketball player. So that's, that's yeah, that's something I've had to navigate um, since being in the corporate world. I've it's something that I used to share because I'm very proud of it. Uh, but it's something that I'm a little bit more strategic about sharing and do it a, in a way that's almost like, oh, yeah, and I'm a basketball player, but you just found out six months after working with me. So I hope that your interactions with me have yeah. changed what you think a basketball player would say or do in a professional setting because we're yeah. we're talented in, in many different ways. And anyways, I want to go back to what you're saying about um, when it comes to understanding personalities, because I know that's part of the flight assessment that you're doing right now. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the flight assessment and how you're working with companies um, and mm -hmm. teams for that? With that, so the flight assessment um, was created by Eric Thomas, uh, the motivational speaker. If y'all have heard of him, but it, he built it off of the DISC assessment, right? So the DISC assessment has been around for hundreds of years since 1920s. Um, and the creator, cre the creator of that actually, uh, William Marston, he created the lie detector and then the character Wonder Woman, right? So oh, wow. it's been around, yeah, been around for a long time. And he had this, this view of like, Hey, I can see, uh, I can understand a person through behavior of these like four categories or lenses. Mm -hmm. So for the flight assessment, it's called the flight assessment because, um, we wanted to show, pick four flight crew members to show that you have each one of these categories in yourself, but then it also helps you understand what type of team you need and how a team should work. So I'll explain the first one is the flight attendant. Yeah, so the flight attendant is all about creating the, the ultimate experience for, for other people. And they want, they, they want to be around people. They recharge around people, okay? Um, and so, this is a great person to have on your team. Think about sales team. Um, you want someone that's very comfortable talking, very mm -hmm. easy to get uh, to get along with in that respect. And they ask questions. They ask questions and they open people up and it's easy to get people to uh, be influenced by them in a good way. Okay, so that's your flight attendant. Let's move on to your grounds crew member. So Ash, when do you see the grounds crew people whenever you're fly flying? Like you're in the plane, you're comfortable, I'm like drinking my water. And I look down there, like bringing the, the luggage in the plane and they're like telling other planes, yeah. not, not hit another plane, like they're directional, yeah. but they're not really interacting with anybody. Right. And surprisingly, I know you, so I know how fast you'd be trying to fall asleep. So I'm surprised you saw the grounds crew people. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Cause I, yeah. yeah, I used to get on that plane and be knocked out. Man, we would Don't just, to me. the plane, the plane has not taken off an AG light. <laughs> you want to know, you want to know why I was always so tired? I why? was so, an, uh, I was so anemic oh, in, in yeah. high school. And then in college, they found out that I was anemic, but I was still, my um, iron levels were still so low. So literally really? I have been exhausted the majority of my <laughs> just sleep but i could also Dang. just get on the plane and sleep I, I don't care what's happening plane could jump around and i would just be like don't she talk didn't, to me she didn't slept through all Head the turbulence <laughs> but so and the then get up 
But I would get up for cookies. I would get up for cookies, chocolate chip cookies. You're not gonna miss the you're not gonna miss the biscoff, huh? No, no. <laughs> so okay. yes. You got it, you got it. So the grounds crew, you see them through the window. So they're doing a lot of things. Um, this is a person that uh, is very loyal. They love teamwork. They just want to kind of like, they're like the Swiss army knife on teams where people can do a, a lot of different things well. They like to work very methodically. Um, so this is, this this category just measures how a person tends to like the pace of their environment. Mm -hmm. Do they, do they uh, schedule everything out? They, they have a routine like me. I'm very methodical. I got to know what's happening almost every hour of my day. Mm -hmm. Or is it on the opposite end of the spectrum, someone that, can um is more spontaneous more spontaneous right mm -hmm. um they don't really some people don't really use their calendars but they still get stuff done i don't know how they do it but <laughs> I don't people either. are just they just built like that right yeah and so that's a good that's just something good to know about yourself uh your partner or whoever it is that is on your team mm -hmm. um so that's pretty cool the next one would be the air traffic controller mm -hmm. um when do we see these people if we fly? Uh, I hope I don't see them, but it's like you're going up and then like there's yeah. a tower somewhere over there. And maybe if you're paying attention, yep. you might see the tower, but that's it. Yeah, you might not see exactly. Them. You, you, I don't know if I've ever known what a uniform for air traffic control looks like. So they're in the tower, right? So these yeah. are the people that, um, and I'm very high in this category as well. Very data driven, um, process oriented. Mm -hmm. They love structure, but this is this category measures how somebody um, interacts with other people's sets of rules. Mm -hmm. And the big thing is about uh, these are rules that are set by others. Mm -hmm. Do they follow those rules, or um, like a like a stickler? They're they're like, hey, the rules set for a reason. We gotta we gotta you know do the rule, whatever it is, respect the rule. Or on the other side other side of the spectrum is somebody that is more rebellious towards rules. Not like, hey, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna listen. But it's more like, ah, I think I want to innovate this rule. Let's see if I can. We can do it this way. That's me. Right? That's yeah. Me. I'm like, look, hey, I should do it this way, but I have another. Right. Way. <laughs> Let's do it this way. Exactly. Oh, I, I, well, I was thinking about your rule, but like, <laughs> did you think about? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But those people uh, that are high in this category are very important to a team because they are the what if people, mm -hmm. right? They 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 do not take a lot of risks. So these are the people that are going to poke holes, not on purpose to make it a bad experience, but to poke holes to say, hey, what are we missing? Because yeah. they do like a, a, a lot of high quality work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they're going to, the what if people, they're asking questions. They mm -hmm. want data over your opinion. Yes. Like what's, like a doctor, like a doctor's want, what's the, um, what do they call it? Um, research. They want the research for research the Research base. Yeah. Research base. No, yes. this is not just how you felt good. No, what's the what's the stats? Yeah, let me see the labs. <laughs> let me see what's going let on. Let me see the labs, right? So that's yeah. the air traffic controller. And thinking about how we fly, you ever wondered why we don't crash into all these other planes that are out here? No, because that's how that's the when the anxiety comes in. I can't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to. It's our air traffic controllers. They have it all together. Okay. So. And the last one is our pilot. The pilot is like a more of a natural leadership position. Mm -hmm. When do we see our pilots? Um, sometimes we might see them walk in and they go right to the cockpit or mm -hmm. they're already there. Yeah. They are um, really task-based, uh, or task-oriented and then people. Air traffic controller is 
uh, also task-based than, than people. Um, and they're going to be our introverts, but the pilot is about uh, making decisions and finding solutions to them. These mm-hmm. people typically move fast and they want, they're like the, the people that are more, um, let's just do it and then we'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they're okay with risk. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. We just need to move forward in progress. Those people are very important because if we don't make certain decisions to take, to, to start the podcast, right. Mm-hmm. To, 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 um, move forward in whatever it is that we need, we're never going to get anywhere. Mm. So we have to start. They are our starters. Right. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, this category is just about how you tend to make decisions and then solve, uh, find the solutions to problems yeah um and these are this is also extroverted category yeah. where they uh they're very demanding commanding and they're okay with talking and being in the front mm-hmm. and and so knowing some of these things you can kind of kind of see how people behave around groups really how where they may fall somebody that is an air traffic controller they don't talk much but they yeah. are thinking a lot they're uh-huh. the process in their head processing they're in their head yeah so e how does like how are you um how do you know what do people do with this flight assessment is it really for businesses or teams or both and like what is your Mm -hmm. role within that so you can do this individually just for more personal development professional Mm -hmm. development if you're a leader let's say of a team or company Um, I work with uh, some sports teams, leaders and coaches just to help them better understand themselves to Mm -hmm. kind of hack themselves and get get closer to their goals, their Mm -hmm. their uh, goals. But then also it kind of bleeds into, hey, I really want to make a stronger team. I want to understand my team better. And so what's cool is that let's say you have a sales department or whatever. doesn't matter what team you have a team or sales department. You have like 20 employees. Mm-hmm. I can run that. They can all take the flight assessment, and I can, and what happens? Uh, they individually get a report, 19 pages for yourself, but you get a team report that says it kind of plots where everybody is, mm-hmm. and you can then see. You can use this for hiring. You can then see. Oh, we don't really have any air traffic controllers. We don't really have any data processing. Ah, you can see the holes in, within the team. Okay. And then, yeah, you can see the holes within the team through personality. Then you can kind of connect that to like our performance. Mm-hmm. Have we have we been able to scale? Do our structures? If we don't have air traffic controller people, data structured people, um, have we been having issues scaling? Mm-hmm. We probably don't have enough processes in place to automate things. Wow! Right. So this or, is a great opportunity, like for somebody that's yeah. listening that has a business, or maybe not owns a business, because not everybody owns a business, but maybe they are. Sure they work for a company or they have a team that they manage or they're part of a team. And Mm -hmm. if they're listening to this, like, Hey, I think there could be some potential holes within our team, or I think it would like be helpful if our team did some sort of assessment like this to get a better idea and understanding about our team. Can they like, where can they find you? Where can they hit you up? Yes, absolutely. So Instagram, I am Ernie Williams. Okay. That's not going to be on Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I start talking about the flight assessment and different coaching methods uh, at stats to assets, like statistics, stats to assets, but also on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I got my government name out there, Ernicia Williams on LinkedIn. Okay. (laughs) Spell it out. Okay. E-A-R-O. I'm going to spell it in the description. (laughs) Oh, I was. I was. (laughs) 
Alicia Williams. Um, but also I'm fine with giving my, my email out. Okay, so Ernie E A R N I E at stats to assets.com, which is the name of my podcast. Yes, perfect. Hit me up. I love yes. this stuff. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think I, I wish we had it when we were playing playing ball in college. Yes, so. it seems like it's such a valuable thing. Like I'm about to low key slide this over to uh, a couple of people I know, but um, e, I, before we before we wrap up, I want you to tell everybody about your podcast and also where they can find and listen to your podcast. Yes, y'all know I'm a techie and a content creator. I love it. <laughs> um, so the podcast is called Stats to Assets. It's on YouTube. Um, the video podcast. Uh, it's also on Spotify, Google, and all the major audio platforms that's are, that are out there. But I started the podcast really going with it last year, I believe, maybe this beginning of this year. It's about tech. So I interview people that have got jobs in entry level in tech, mm-hmm. um, in IT and um, UX, UI design, tech sales is really big right now. So I'll, one part is like helping people get into tech, right, mm-hmm. to, to change their finances and start a career. The other part is having more veteran people come in and talk to us about um, just their journey and educating us on this new stuff, this AI and cloud and data, cybersecurity, some of the big, um, I guess, industries in tech Mm -hmm. that are going to be really big and really important moving towards the future. And Mm -hmm. so my main thing with starting the podcast and talking about tech is because I want people to be able to live, I call it, the triple double lifestyle, which is, you know, the best. It's, it's how if you play basketball like us, you know, the best stat line you can get is a triple double, right? But I want people to be able to create their own triple double life, which is for me, it's finances, it's just freedom of time, um, and just flexibility and peace and happiness. Mm. So, mm. but first, one of the biggest things is finances for people and relationships and, and families. We got to get finances under control. And so one of those ways I think that anybody, everybody can do it is to get jobs in tech. And you don't have to be techie. You can be, there's tech, there's technical roles and very non-technical roles. There's management. I think that's a myth that people kind of think like, oh, I thought you had to know how to code. I agree. I agree. 100%. Like there's room for, like you're saying, a lot of different personalities in tech. And sometimes we get really stuck on like these like you're in IT or you're a salesperson and we st- get stuck in like these very familiar roles that are like popularized mm-hmm. through TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just the ones that we know off the bat, but there are so many parts to these teams because the industry's grown so much. So yeah, yeah be fearless like E and, and if you are interested in getting into tech, um, definitely reach out to her. If you are in tech, this is another thing because I I love part of the reason why I love this podcast is because it's building a community. And Mm -hmm. as y'all know, I invite black women um, like E that are just everyday black women to come and talk about their own mental health. But if you are a black woman that's like in tech and you want to share and you want to uh, talk about maybe your journey in tech, how you're, how you got into tech, how you moved up in tech, um, please make sure you hit up, Ernie, please make sure you reach out in the description. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not for gatekeeping. I'm all about sharing and information, sharing access. Um, I think that's the only way that we start to 
really spread the wealth within our community. Um, but thank you to E. Uh, appreciate you joining us today. And also um, thank you to everybody that's listening. I appreciate y'all hopping on. Always appreciate the listen. Um, if you're interested in being on this podcast, hit me up, links in the description. Um, make sure that you check out uh, check out all of Ernie's links below. Uh, make sure you're following Black Girls Have Anxiety too on all the things, TikTok, Instagram, all the things. Um, but E, thank you so much again for joining. I appreciate you. I'm, ex- I'm glad that you made it today. This is great. You definitely got to come back soon. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, for sure. Thank. I would love to come back. Yes, you know you can always come back. Just text me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> thank you to everybody that's listening. Um, I will catch you on the flip side. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. No matter where you are in the world, I really appreciate your support. See you again on the next episode, but until then, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 and on Twitter at Anxious Black Girls. That's Anxious BLK Girls. And remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence. The more we talk about it, the more we heal. <laughs>